Are you ready for more Star Wars adventure? The Adventures of the Zolan Dart, a feature-length audio drama presented by the Dorky Diva Show, debuts January 22nd, 2021. It's available wherever you get your podcasts from and on the Dorky Diva Show's podcast feed. Enjoy the trailer next, and for more information, go to dorkydivapresents.com. Shout! We've got your pigs. Were any of the critters harmed? What did you do now? I didn't do anything. I just freaked out for no reason. It was nice doing business with you again. Maybe next time we could deliver something less... Uh, temperamental. <laughs> now, what you call temperamental, I call fun. Hey, is there a place nearby where I can make some repairs? Uh, oh yeah, three clicks south of here, you'll find a small spaceport. Uh, they, they should have what you need, as long as it's nothing too big. Dynamic class? My stars, you don't hear about many of those still being space-worthy. It's been in my family for a while. She's pretty great. Uh, any chance you have a hovercart we can use to load up? I'll check out the holonet to see if anything new has come up in the sector. My name is Sereth Khan. I am the chief here on Kamai. My people and I have been experiencing food shortages as of late due to unforeseen natural occurrences. We are looking to hire someone. I say we take this one. The pay is great and it's the type of job we're familiar with. Welcome, welcome. You must be Captain Otoa. I've already sent word to Pak to expect you in the next cycle or so. You told him we were coming before we even accepted the job. That's rather presumptuous, isn't it? Uh, perhaps, though once I received confirmation that you were interested and on your way here, I couldn't help but hope. Fair enough. Well, we'll be back as soon as we can. Well, that's not good. Is that blaster fire right here? Ah, so you're the one. Captain, it sounds like they want to do this the hard way. <laughs> I love when they got some fight in them. Oh, uh, this is bad. This is bad. We're about to have a lot of company. I'll see you soon. Hi, this is Savannah. And this is Brian from the Dorky Diva Show. And you're listening to Star Wars. The best place for below average Star Wars. Hello there, and welcome to the Star Wars Show, the best place for below-average Star Wars. I'm one of the Geordie Jedi's, Pete, and this is our first episode of 2021. So on behalf of the Star Wars team, I want to wish everybody a Happy New Year. Uh, our first episode comes as the UK goes into its third national lockdown because of the coronavirus pandemic. And with that, we are bringing back our lockdown special series, Knowing Me, Knowing You. Aha! Today, I have the privilege of getting to know Luke from the Hoff of the Press podcast. It's knowing me, Peter, knowing you, Luke. Aha! Luke, how are you doing? 
I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, uh, obviously crazy times, you know, we sort of, we thought 2021 would bring about sort of the beginning of the end for coronavirus, but here in the UK, we've gone to our third national lockdown now, so I think the end is far away than we would like to believe. Yeah, it is indeed. Lots of Star Wars to watch in the meantime. Exactly. One thing that doesn't change is that no matter how how doom and gloom the world gets and how bad coronavirus gets, we still have Star Wars, we can still have fun watching it, and we can still have fun talking about it. So I'm really looking forward to getting to to know you in this interview, Luke. Um, Obviously, the whole idea of the Knowing Me, Knowing You podcast was back at the beginning of the pandemic last March, was I was worried that there wouldn't be any Star Wars news to talk about. So I designed this sort of brief interview series where myself and another Star Wars fan would just ask each other five Star Wars related questions in an interview and it would just get Star Wars talk going and it would just, you know, make us happy because we love talking about Star Wars. Yeah. So without further ado, we'll get started sort of with the interview. I'll go first. So question one for you, Luke, is, you know, apart from the movies, which is, I suppose is like the, the Bible of Star Wars, um, do you have a favourite part of Star Wars storytelling? So obviously, you know, in canon, we've got a lot of bits of canon now. So apart from the movies, uh, do you have a favourite part of Star Wars storytelling? It could be games, TV shows, comics, books. Is there a, is there a certain genre that you love uh, exploring more than others? Yes. What I keep going back to is The Clone Wars. And that's because uh, even though I know the story, because I've, I've seen it many times, I keep going back to certain points of it. And I think the high point for me with Clone Wars is the not the Siege of Mandalore, although it is excellent. It's Darth Maul taking control of Mandalore with the Darksaber. And then it ends with his duel with Darth Sidious. Yes, that was a pretty sort of... I mean, I remember when Maul came back and like sort of the, the sort of rumblings that had for the Star Wars universe and obviously Maul come back like a sort of they had like a slow start coming back to me where it was like you know Savage was looking for his brother but couldn't find him finally found yeah. him at the bottom of the junk heap um, but then more calls on to be like a sort of major player in the sort of underworld of the galaxy um, and I said when he when he takes the Darksaber um, you know defeats Pre Vizsla uh, he also kills sort of Obi-Wan the love of Obi-Wan's life Satine with, with the Darksaber yeah. assassinates her um, yeah, like very, very sort of deep stuff, and then sort of that ending when like Sidious is like, no, this has gone on too far now, and he and he arrives and he Sidious single handedly takes on both Savage and and Maul was a a brilliant battle, but um, you know the way he sort of defeats both of them, and even at that point he sort of lets Maul live. Um, and obviously, I don't know if you read the Son of Dathomir comic. I heard about it, and I googled as soon as I saw the episode. Because uh, I watched it after a few years after it actually aired, I did Google frankly. I was like, "What happens to Maul during this time?" And then you have does he, does he fight Count Dooku? Is that right? So, yeah. So I mean, basically, what happens is that um, so the just to give you a bit of background on the Son of Dathomir comics, it was released through at the time Dark Horse had the license yeah. to produce Star Wars comics. Uh, so it was released through Dark Horse, um, and it, it sort of follow it, it sort of follows the events in a. So he's sort of being a more sort of still sort of I don't know sort of like tries to set a trap for 
for Dooku. Obviously, Mother Talzin hates Dooku. Uh, the Separatists have already beaten Daphne and wiped it out pretty much, as you see yeah. in the Clone Wars. Um, I believe um, all the timelines will get a bit jarring sometimes. Um, so yeah, so it's sort of like you see sort of more. So I mean, I think this comic actually set before that battle, um, but you sort of see you sort of see more sort of trying to trying to set a trap for Dooku uh, on on the Jedi, and it's sort of like it's like the Separatists fighting the Jedi fighting Maul. It's like almost like um and obviously Maul has his like his Mando his Mandalorian super commandos. So it's a bit like almost like a triple threat fight. So there's like the Maul doesn't like the separatists and the separatists don't like the Jedi and the Jedi like the separatists and it's like <laughs> sort of it's it's really 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 good book. Um so I remember when this it was so after the Lucasfilm because this was published before the Lucasfilm merger uh with with Disney. So right. um so obviously when the company's merged, when Disney purchased Lucasfilm, obviously everything before sort of got made not canon, but like that still was canon, and it was going for like hundreds of dollars online because it was out of print. Um, but like since then, and I'm glad I didn't buy it because I recently bought it like for cheap. Is that uh, like Marvel republished it? So you can you can pick that book up now and read it. Um, nice. And get it in cheaper back version for like fifteen pounds probably, um, probably cheaper. Um, so yeah, so it's a it's a it's a really really cool, really really cool book that sort of follows on and dies more into the Clone Wars and sort of yeah you get to see sort of Dooku interacting with more on the Jedi as well, which is um really really interesting and cool. It's just the motive behind the it's the idea that Darth Sidious why he is the main villain and you, normally the main villains just sit back, but the idea that he just thinks right I've had enough of this little upstart I'm gonna sort him out, and just he goes on his own just. It's the more the motive behind I'm not going to put up with any silliness, shall we say. No, definitely. I think if you look at it, like, obviously, like, you know, more, you've got, you've got, obviously, Maul survives, but, like, Sidious moves on, moves on to his next apprentice, Cam Dooku. Um, and obviously, he, he obviously learns Maul's alive, but, you know, he realises that Maul can be a bit of a hindrance to the Republic and yeah. help, distract, help distract the Jedi from maybe finding out the truth. So you know we'll, we'll keep that going, but uh, it gets to the point where it's gone too far now, and actually Maul knows too much because Maul does know everything. He knows yes. all the master plan. So yeah. then he's like, "I need to go and sort it out." But he kind of ordered the Republic to go there. He needs to take care of himself. So like, yeah, he has to like essentially sneak off under the hooded cloak, go here himself, and like, and then like I said, battle not just Maul but Savage as well. Um, and we get to see him use like the two lightsabers, which is fantastic. Yeah. Really, really cool visual, but obviously. We only see him use one in the in the Revenge of the Sith um, movie, but we get to see him use two here, which was yeah. like fantastic. Um, yeah, uh, for me, Clone Wars because I watched it after it aired as well. I didn't watch it as it aired, um, but yeah, I found Clone Wars like absolutely like a fantastic dive into sort of Star Wars lore and canon. And um, for me as well, it really flushed out like Attack of the Clones and yeah. Revenge of the Sith. It really gave those movies a lot more depth. Um, so yeah, I think like definitely Clone Wars is a like really really good choice. Um, is there any of those like games or comics or books that you sort of haven't dabbled in yet, but that maybe attempted to? I've tried some. Of, I've tried. I, I read the Charles Saul Vera comic. Um, in the very beginning, it starts with Vera questioning what he did on Mustafar, and it was such a cool idea. Just the idea that he goes back and apologizes to Obi Wan in his vision. Um, but I think what I get from the comic is that he kind of sensed that Sidious could 
sense the doubt. Um, it's the it's the initial regret that Darth Vader Anakin feels from turning, and he tries to in his head in his in his head canon he tries to think about what happened if he tried to fix it if he tried to, if he if he tried to go apologize to Obi Wan and destroy the Emperor that kind of thing, but he, obviously he doesn't. Uh, it's just the, the idea of that. Just get into that. When Vader goes, he goes on a bit of a rampage and tries to. You see Vader hunt down Jedi, and it's so interesting. Um, but just to go back to the Clone Wars very quickly, the, the Maul with the fight with Maul and Sidious. I think it's the last time the voice actor Ian Abercrombie voiced him, and then get, at the end of the fight is when you hear Tim Curry take over from him as the voice because Tim Curry did a few lines as Palpatine. Yeah, so did Ian Abercrombie pass away? Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Um, and then the Tim Curry says the line, "I have other uses for you," in the when he's electrocuting Maul. Um, there's, there's loads of things in Star Wars. That I love like I love Star. I love the Force Unleashed for the. I love the first game, Force Unleashed. Um, and then go to go back twenty years is nice to order public. All of that just. Anything that dips into the law, like for Clone Wars, again, for me, I love it because it really highlights the different styles of fighting with each Jedi. Every Jedi has got a distinct, or Sith has got a distinct way of fighting. And it's there's never just kind of the two of the same. Yeah, definitely sort of, it, it allows each character to sort of step out of the screen almost and be noticed. Um, you know, same with, the, same with the Sith, like each, each, each one sort of has individual characteristics and it's, you know, it, it makes them feel more, real and visceral because they're different from each other um, but it also means that people can have their favourites which you know if you've got 100 Star Wars fans in and ask them like who the favourite Jedi Master was who's not a main character like you're probably going to get different answers because it'll yeah. be how, how they've identified with that person and their style um, which is obviously awesome it makes Star Wars so customizable for everybody um, that's, that Vader comic as well as you mentioned by Charles Soule is absolutely fantastic Yeah. Um, and I love what Charles Soule's doing with Star Wars at the minute Um I said he, he's wrote some fantastic Star Wars comics, and you know he also wrote um, the Rise of Kylo Ren, which was a tie-in comic to the Rise of Skywalker, which sort of dealt with um, what happens the night the temple burns down. Do you really? Yeah, and that is awesome. I recommend picking that up. Um, that's available in trade paperback now as well. Um, it was only four issues originally. You probably get it for a ten on Amazon, ten pounds on Amazon. Is it like a full-on actual graphic novel where it's like a a decent sized book. Yeah, so 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 it was a four issue run, so it was released in four separate issues. Yeah. So it's not huge, it's like limited run. But you can now buy those all together in like one trade paperback. Oh. So you so you get like the whole story. Like I said, it's just four issues, so it's not as long. Usually about six issues. So it's four issues, so it's not as it's not as didn't run yeah. for as long. But it just tells the story of sort of um Ben Solo and, and sort of the, the troubles he's going through and Life, life on the Jedi Temple, and Snoke being in his head, and uh, the Knights of Ren are also dealt with in there. Does so I definitely help recommend picking that up. Understand? Not understand. Does it help Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> in any not way. really. <laughs> so, so I mean, like, like for me, the Rise, some of the time material for Rise of Skywalker was fantastic, um, but then the movie just ignored all the time material. Yeah. Um, which is probably one of its issues. Of, like for me personally, I mean, like with some bits I enjoyed it, some bits I didn't. Um, yeah. but I felt that they weren't really. I felt that Chris Terrio and JJ weren't really listening to the story group much and listening to what was going on. Which, which is you know that's up with them. Um, but but 
I said this Rise of Caliban book I definitely recommend it's written by Charles Soule um, it's just as good as the Vietnam run that he did so if you enjoyed that you'll love this um, then obviously he's just kicked off um, The High Republic with yeah. Light of the Jedi which was released on Monday the 5th which mine arrives tomorrow so I'm excited to grab that and start reading I tried the audiobook and I struggled and I'm going to have to get that paperback I don't know why so so I've never done audiobook, so I wouldn't know, but I've, I've always I always prefer like reading, if that makes sense. I just find it harder, because I just have it on the back. I, I sit there and listen, but then I just start, like, I'll be on I'll be on me, I'll be on a game while I'm listening to it, it doesn't help, I, I just, I can't focus in on it, I need to read it, because I can read it and take it in and in my head imagine it, I just, there's something about, I think there's something about, not to sound too cheesy and old-fashioned, but there's something about reading the book and then just having the thought in your head about what's happening as opposed to the audio book kind of half tells you and I think for a book it works to read it yeah I think obviously they're very different products so I think like yeah. some people prefer audiobooks and some people don't I'm one of those people who like I haven't really tried audiobooks because I don't really fancy it but I'll always sort of try and pick up the book yeah um, but I mean they are releasing audiobook only stuff now so like there was a Dooku story Jedi Lost mm. which was released as an audio but it, but they did release the script as a book, which was good, and I enjoyed reading that. Um, and there's a Dr. Afra audio coming as well soon. She's a comic book character. Um, so I'm hoping to get that as a script when it comes out as well. Um, Are you, like, fully into everything, all the kind of stuff? Are you fully invested into the whole... The I whole... try to be. So there's a lot of content, and it's hard to keep up. <laughs> uh, I find it hard to keep up. So I've got, like, four books in the go that, like, I've, I haven't really read much. Mm. But, like, what I'm trying... So, like, I'm halfway... Got a few chapters left of like the third throne book in the throne trilogy. I've got the new book from the new throne trilogy that I haven't started yet. I haven't finished um Alphabet Squadron from Alexander Freed number two, which is my threes out this year. Alexander Freed, um, he wrote uh he wrote, he wrote, he wrote, he wrote Twilight Company. He did, yeah, that's correct. The first one was the first one had in it when Vader goes to Hoth a very similar Vader scene to Rogue One. It had a similar kind of yeah feel um i read a lot of those books kind of i, I was well, the aftermath and the cut of this was really good bloodline i think still the best lost stars is amazing uh what's the other one what's the layer one is it just called layer so there's a couple of layer ones obviously um there was layer princess of all the run which is by claudia gray i believe that one yeah. same writer of lost stars yeah uh and the same writer who wrote bloodlines which is also a layer centric novel but I didn't read, um, what was it called, Resistance Reborn, the, the book. It was a kind so of in-between. So that, that was a fantastic book. It tied together, like, Battlefront 2 into Last Jedi, into, like, all the comics. It tied all the kind of together, going into that last movie. And then, like, that last movie just ignored it, which was, like, the... the heartbreaking thing, really. I will and, like, say, it's so fun, frustrating, because you, you touched on it earlier about the... The story groups aware of the movies, and movies aren't aware of the, the story group, and it, I find it strange because the I Mandalorian them... is kind of just perfectly just tied, just brings, just ties in everything together. And that last series of Mandalorian, the first series is really good, but the second series is just it's so it's like almost a thank you to Star Wars fans. It's so good, it's so good. But it's not just a thank you. That makes sense. Like, yeah. like that, that, that's the thing. It doesn't try to be a thank you. Yes. But I think like I think like the story group without you. So like I think like you know I think the story group were used with the Force Awakens. The story group were used the Last Jedi. But I think the story group were just weren't used. And I think it's obviously in the filmmakers' contracts, especially for that last one where 
you, you don't have to use them, maybe. It's my opinion anyway. Um, <laughs> moving on, what is your first question for me, Luke? Yes, my first question is, I'll, I'll give you an example after I ask it, is what is your favourite scene? What isn't seemingly important or doesn't get mentioned much? So an example for me is, mine is when Grievous goes to Utapau after the battle on Coruscant and he, Sidious tells him, oh, soon I will have a new apprentice, one far younger and more powerful. But I love the scene because of the music and just you kind of get the first hint at how disposable Sidious thinks of as Grievous and Dooku, he just doesn't care. Um, I mean, it's it's important, but it doesn't get mentioned much. I don't know, I don't know why, but I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, it's when Grievous has that shuttle and he walks out and quite quickly coughing and he goes up with Sidious and Sidious says, oh, soon I'll have a new apprentice. Um, it's a very really short scene, but I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I think, obviously, I think, I think, Dooku, I think, I think, um, if I remember correctly, I think they talked about, like, the loss of Dooku. Like, yes, but Kong. the loss of Count Dooku. Yeah, that one, yeah. Uh, but, like, but it's very much like Sidious doesn't really care. Yeah. He doesn't care because he's got an apprentice and B doesn't care because... Yeah, at the end of the day, he wants the Separatists to be defeated. Yeah. Even though, even though Grievous doesn't know that, um, he doesn't realize he's being played. That's all almost the master plan, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I, I don't know for mine. One of mine was like I loved like in the Force Awakens when um when like Kanja Club and the Guavin Death Squad turn yeah. up to get the money back of Han Solo. Yeah. Like and then those guys realize that they've both been like had by him. Yeah. And like, and his plan was to go unnoticed, get the big payout, and pay them both back and make money himself. Um, but just how it sort of his scam hasn't paid off. He's been rumbled before, and it's like, although it's not a very big part of the plot, mm-hmm. it's sort of like good to see sort of Han being in a bit of a a, a pickle. Yeah. Like he wasn't. It almost pays homage, like in New Hope, when you first meet Han, because Han's in a pickle because he always jumped with the hook money. Yeah, and it's like he needs to pay it back. And he's waiting for one big job to pay him back, and then. Here we go. He's like took money from two separate gangs. I was telling them, hoping to get by, and realised. And he's like, "Well, if you just give us a moment and get these rafters to the king, uh, I'll, I'll pay us back." But they're, they're both very much like, "No, it's not going to go down." So like, I, I, that was one of my favorite, one of my like funnest moments from the Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, yep, yeah, I, I love that bit. Um, trying to think of any more. Um, It's hard to think of. I just I don't know why I thought of the question. <laughs> just... no, it's, a, it's a it's a really really good question. Um, so I said that one I've just mentioned, and then also, um, I probably would say in in the Empire Strikes Back when you sort of see the uh, when Chewbacca goes to pick up the pieces of C three PO, and like. Good. And, yeah. And the and the and the are like fighting with him, trying to keep him yeah. to the golden droid. And like you see, IG eleven, uh, IG eighty eight, pops in the corner. Maybe like he's already been beaten by Boba Fett. Apparently, in the story's just a little hint at that. Uh, Is he? But like, it's like if you watch that scene, yeah, there's like an IG, there's an IG droid in the corner, and uh, it's always been said that maybe it was I. I think they've said it was IG eighty eight, as in Boba lands and IG eight lands, and it's like oh, Boba takes him out. To then oh, get them back yeah. from the Empire, but then they've also said in some books that, like, on longer canon legends, they said that it was like a IG eighty eight has like decoys that he sends 
and it was like one of the decoys. But um, but yeah, as IG droid, uh, if you play it back, he's just mm-hmm. it's 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 destroyed. It's like in the corner, like deactivated. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so like little thing like that in the corner, which has context to the movie, but then also like the fact that it's funny because like Chewie's trying to get these bits from the from them, and they're fighting them to get them, and it's like I wonder how these orgnauts like I wonder what they think about the the trash they get down there. Like they obviously love it because they're trying yeah. to steal the pack of Chewbacca, so it's quite like a funny moment in quite a serious movie. My next question for yourself is: uh, What's your what's your favorite era? And why? So, oh. is it the original trilogy era? Is it the prequel trilogy era? Or is it the sequel trilogy era? So, so difficult question, right? So, my favorite era is the original trilogy. Although, I do love when does this, and I do love Last Jedi. I'm one of those people. <laughs> no, that's okay. Like, always, <laughs> I, I, I love Star Wars, but if I had to pick. My answer, my answer will be different on how I was feeling, right? Because like, because like, obviously, like, the I love the originals, like, because they're awesome, and like, I yeah. watched them as a kid, like, uh, on VHS. I wasn't around when they came out originally, Simmers. But then, like, I've got a, I've got a distinct like bond to the prequels because they were the first Star Wars that came out, or like, were new. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah, when, yeah. They came, when they when they came out in cinemas, like, ah. Uh, Got the first experience with the rest of the world, so it was like, ah, uh, okay, yeah, and like getting tickets open at night and all that, and like reading about it in the paper. I'm like, oh, there's going to be new Star Wars. Have you heard that? Like all that buzz and like that was my. I mean, I was only eleven, but like that was like my like. Although I'd already seen Star Wars and was a big fan because I watched them on VHS. Like when the prequels came, that was like me like. Do you know, time, my first, time for you. I guess that's my a good first, way. My first experience yeah. of like being in it. Do you know what I mean? I guess that's a good way of. The reason what I guess that is that you've hit nail on the head there. I think why people so same for the sequels. This will be the first time a kid has had a movie of Star Wars where it's been out in the cinema. When so I guess that's why people see it's my Star Wars is because it was in the cinema. I didn't see episode one in the cinema. Completely, I, I totally just missed the hype. Everything for it. I missed nothing. I remember nothing about the hype of Star Wars. I remember nineteen ninety nine. Me and my friends were excited about Lethal Open 4. <laughs> yeah. We, so I've seen the original trilogy when I was about... It was special, it was the gold and black VHS. My friend yeah. loved it, and I tried for weeks. I was like, oh, I can't lend it. can't lend it. can't lend it. Um, and then he lent it eventually, and I was amazed. Amazed. Just the idea when I was a kid of Leia's swords just oh, so good. Um, and then episode two... Was the first one I saw in the cinema, and again I just kind of wasn't even aware of what I was, not not aware of what I was watching, but I, I wasn't aware of like, I wasn't aware of the hype. I was just seeing another Star Wars movie. It's yeah. later in life where I realised the significance of seeing Yoda fight, and Count Dooku being his apprentice and. Episode three, I say that's the, episode three is the first movie I saw in the cinema more than once. I was always kind of where well, you go in the cinema, and that's it. You've seen it. I never, I never occurred it was to see a movie more than once. And I was like, oh, I've seen it twice. And this, I was in me where my dad worked, and this other man in the pub was like, oh, I've seen it five times. Um, <laughs> I remember seeing the Avengers Sith in the cinema, and I remember 
getting like goosebumps and chills when Sidious is fighting Yoda and he's on the platform in the middle of the Senate and the camera comes back and you see the size of the Senate room with just them fighting. So it's 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 the fight for the it's literally the fight for the direction of the like the fighting in the Senate. So obviously it's a metaphor for the fighting for good or evil, the fighting for tyranny and and not tyranny, you know what I mean? Freedom. And I just love that shot in it when it sits when it comes back and you see the um you see the Senate empty, but it's just them two fighting. I love that fight so much. I love how evil Ian McDermott gets. I love it so much. I can't even tell you. No, definitely his iconic performance, you know, from, from Ian as as Sidious. Um yeah, like so yeah, I mean at the minute I'm loving reading like, I mean, obviously this High Republic era is going to come out and yeah. I imagine I'm planning to dive straight into that and if that's good, like, that'll be my favourite era right now probably because I'll be fully involved in it. Like, fully submersed in it because I'll be reading all the content. But, um, yeah, for me, the prequels have a special place just because, you know, like, I watched them on VHS, my cousin gives them, um, look at these, and I've become a Star Wars fan that way. So I had the figures, I had the VHSs, so I was aware what Star Wars was. But, like, it was also... But when I remember when word come out that... New Star Wars was coming, it was going to be a prequel, it's going to be episode one. It was like, what episode one? And it was like, oh yeah. <laughs> and then it was like Obi Wan Kenobi, but he's going to be younger. And it was like, I remember being like, you know, I was 11 at the time, I was just like, oh, like a, oh wow, like a young Obi Wan kind of Clone Wars yeah. going to be coming. Like, it was pretty, like, mind blown experience. Um, for me, as like a young fan at, at the time, it was a bit like, you know, like, I've been given the Star Wars and watched it loads and loved it, but it was like, this is it. But then it was like, oh, more's coming. It's different. It's new. It was like, oh, like you know, it's hard to explain. It was almost like, I don't know. Imagine if you haven't like, you know, you, you're getting a brand new meal and it's going to be fantastic. You never tasted yeah. it before. It's like like taste that you could even couldn't even dream of. And you're getting it and you're eating it and you it's like the greatest thing ever. Like it's almost and you can say what you want about the quality of like how those movies are made. But like I just remember the feeling of like this is for me, this is coming out and it's new and I'm going to experience something new for the first time yeah. Star Wars wise. Um, and like, it really did sort of, I don't know, it was just a fantastic time, like I said, as a, as sort of a, you know, 11, 11 year old then going into my teens, like yeah. as, as, as episode three, episode three came out, um, you know, it was, was fantastic. So for me, it is like, my favourite era is probably the prequels because of my fan enjoyment of being a part of something coming out for the first time. Um, but I, I love it all, to be honest with you. <laughs> the first teaser for Avengers of the Sith. I mean, I love the, I'm, like I said, I love the original trilogy, but Avengers of the Sith, like, it is like a, for me, like a special movie. I know it gets overused, but it is. Uh, the teaser, when it, it's a, it's the colour, the colour of the scenes taken away, and it's Alec Guinness telling Luke, oh, it was a, before the Dark Times, before the Empire. And then it flashes to a scene from Avengers of the Sith with Anakin Obi Wan, and that's a scene where Obi Wan tells Anakin, "Oh, the Council want you to report on the Chancellor's dealings." And I love that it's the first fraction you're seeing between Anakin Obi Wan as friends and Anakin Obi Wan in terms of the duty. So Obi Wan is dutiful to the Jedi Council. Anakin is dutiful to Palpatine, who believes his friend. And although he's dutiful as well to Obi Wan as his friend, um, I love that. I love that scene when when Obi Wan says, um, 
when Anakin says, oh, you, why are you asking me? Or why are you asking this of me? And Obi-Wan says, oh, the council is asking you. Like, Obi-Wan is such a loyal Jedi, and he believes in the Jedi Order. And Anakin can't see... I mean, in this argument, <laughs> I'm with Obi-Wan. Um, like, Anakin is blindly loyal to his friends to the point where he kind of... It does clear his judgment a lot, and it's, it's frustrating. <laughs> Even though you know what happens, I'm watching him going, what are you yeah. doing, man? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think obviously Obi-Wan says, like, I'm not asking you, the council's asking you. So yeah. I think Obi-Wan does question that decision from the Jedi Council, but because he is loyal to them, yes. he follows through on it, but he doesn't necessarily agree with it, but he yeah. still does it. But I think, obviously, the problem with Anakin is that, like, he's already been sort of groomed and corrupted by Palpatine from such a young age. Yeah. But it's it's already too late, almost. What's your next question for me, Luke? It is when when do you get the urge to watch Star Wars, and do you watch a, and do you do you do you always watch a full movie or in order? Like my friend the other day had a meltdown because I told him that I'll just kind of oh I want to watch the fight between Dooku, so I'll put it. I mean now Disney Plus it's easy because you can skip the scene. And, I, and for me, I'll I'll watch a movie fully now and then. But sometimes I will just need a fix. So I'll watch the Hoth Battle, or I'll watch the Duel on Endor, or I'll watch the final battle in Force Awakens, or I'll watch Han's Death. I'll just get a fix. Like, what? when do you get the urge to watch it and there's always a full movie? Or do you have to watch the movies in order every time? So I see my viewings change. So, like, when I was, like, a teenager and stuff, I would, like, very much, like, I'd seen that many times that I would just... I would just use the VHS and just forward wind the bits I loved. Yeah. So, like, whether it be the pod race or the lightsaber battle at the end on the boo, or yeah. whether it's Return of the Jedi and I'm forced to fast forward to the, the space battle and the lightsaber duel at the end on Endor. Um, so, that was like then. Uh, now, um, I don't really do that. So, I, I'll, I'll watch a movie and, like, watch it in its entirety. Um, as for an order, it doesn't really matter. It depends how I'm feeling. Mm. Um, so like at the moment of Mandalorian, for example, I've watched just the other day. I watched that the final episode of season two again, and just because I had forty five minutes, I thought, you know, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, stick it on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then watch it all. Um, and I was babysitting my nephew um, the other day as well, and we just stuck um, some Clone Wars on. I just put the final season on, but just watched from um, the beginning of the Siege of Mandalore. Yeah. Just watched the Siege of Mandalore again uh, with him, and he obviously I mean, he's, he's not. And it doesn't necessarily know what Star Wars is. Right. Uh, he's only like two and a half, three, but you know, he's, he's got he's got lightsabers, he likes cartoons, so he's yeah. really, he very much like enjoyed it. Um so yeah, um as for clips, I do sometimes watch I'll go on YouTube and I'll just type in like the end of Rebels and you'll get like the, the prologue scene or the epilogue scene, sorry, the epilogue scene of Rebels. Um which is actually available like on the Disney XD Facebook YouTube page officially. Yeah. It just shows like the, the epilogue from the end, which is like quite emotional. Um, so yeah, I'd say I don't really watch bits of movies anymore, although I used to. Um, I, I tend to watch the full movie when I can, and just depends what mood I'm in, to what I fancy watching. So yeah. like, I'm very, I'm very much in the, I'm in a Phantom Menace mood. I've said that since Christmas. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but my, my plan is is that I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit down and watch a Phantom Menace. Hopefully, hopefully soon. Yeah. I will say that well, that's the one that's the movie that looks in terms of the prequels that's the movie that looks more like original trilogy because the way it was shot because episode 2 and 3 is on those like high def cameras episode episode 1 still has a kind of film look which I like 
Yeah, so I mean, I believe episode one was meant to be, it was going to be the first movie, like fully distributed and digital. But the the cinemas weren't ready; they didn't have the capacity to do it, so it sort of got put out in in, in film. Yeah. Um, and then after George actually started, George we started the THX initiative to sort of get cinemas up the digital core enough. And then, like I said, by tackle, when Tackle Clones comes out, that's the first like fully digital release in cinema history, I believe. Mm. Um, so yeah, um, very much like I, I like to say, you know, you you can't really tell the story of like modern day cinema or movies without talking about George Lucas and boys. No, you can't. You life. really can't. Um, like, people don't. He doesn't, get enough, he doesn't get enough credit for that. I don't think he deserves like a, a lifetime achievement award from the Academy. I believe he does. He really does. I mean, people are like, it is the credit is due to Filoni because he's so good. But he's is like he's George Lucas's apprentice. Do you know what I mean? He's he worked under George Lucas for years and years, and he understands Star Wars in and out. Um. But my favorite, just to go on the Mandalorian, my favorite episode of season two was still the Boba Fett one. I kind of, even though the end of season two is exciting, the excitement I felt when Boba gets his armor back, I could not. Oh, it's unreal. And when they, in the gallery, when they compare it, where Boba's like a barbarian, and it is completely that. He's just like a Viking, just tearing stormtroopers to bits. I love it so much. Yeah, like I love the fact that the way he goes to town on them troopers with that with that Gaddafi stick. Unreal. Is a uh, it's absolutely brutal, but also like beautiful as yeah. well. Brutal and beautiful. Um, absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Um, my next question for you, Luke, is: uh, Do you have a favorite piece of Star Wars merchandise that you own? Um, looking around, yes, I do. I have a canvas print of a Boba Fett. Um. And that is only that. Is, that's why I'm a Star Wars fan. That is the only bit of Star Wars merch that I own. Um, my mother in it is a baby Yoda, which is quite good. Um, but yeah, in terms of that's, merch, that. I've got a canvas print of Boba Fett and a Darth Vader tattoo. If that counts, it does. Yeah, so that's fantastic. Um, so your mother made your baby Yoda, and I'll I'll tweet the picture um, after this. But yeah, it's a baby Yoda, knitted baby Yoda. Definitely, is it cute? <laughs> yeah, it is. I asked for Yoda, and she said, "Oh, I found this print online." So she did that. Um, and I've got a baby Yoda sticker on my little on my Peugeot because it didn't have other cars are available. It didn't have a badge on the back, and I didn't like it because it looked like a boy racer car, even though it's like thirteen years old. It's an old two or six, but um, I got a baby Yoda sticker for where the badge will be, so it looked like a car probably. Awesome, fantastic! You know, you've got a. Got to spread that fandom love, which is what you're doing. <laughs> um, whereabouts is your Darth Vader tattoo? On me, right, like biceps, bicep, bicep slash shoulder. Um, so, and is it just his, just his helmet, or is it? Yeah, like it's, his, like, it's, it's his big face. To his, um, it goes down to just under his neck, where so you see the the top of his chest plate. Um, nice, nice. Yeah, let's put a picture of that on for as well. Fantastic. And uh, how big's your canvas above the head? Oh, uh, I don't even know. It's about two, about two and a half feet by one and a half foot. It's not too small, but not too big. I want loads. Nice. I, want, a... I want, I want, I want, there's a, you can find them on Amazon and there's loads of different styles. I want like a, a collage wall of canvas, Star Wars canvas. Yeah, there's a lot of good uh, Star Wars artwork out there. Um, so uh, have, have you got them on the wall? 
yes on the wall i made whenever i do a video podcast i make sure of that he's in the background <laughs> so, so it looks so it looks like uh so it looks like i'm a fan because everyone's on podcast now you you can see all the stuff behind them they've got like what them things called funk was the funk was with the big bubbly heads Funko Pops, that, yeah, they've got the, um, the bubble heads. They've yeah. always got them behind them and all the books and movies. I mean, I've got I've got no physical media. I don't own any DVDs anymore, Blu-rays. Um, that's just because me all CD and having clutter. <laughs> but, but, but I just uh, I like I like having I like having the Boba Fett print. Oh, that sounds good. Anybody who's listening, obviously check out Hoth of the Press and keep an eye out for yeah. that Boba Fett canvas. Yeah, the, the Twitter is Hoff Off Podcast. I was too, I couldn't hold the press buttons too long. So Hoff Off Podcast. Um, but yeah, I'll tweet that today. Definitely. Um, cool. What's your next question for me? It is. Um, it is. What's your favourite line of dialogue within the context of the scene? So not just a, a quote, but in a scene What's your favorite line dialogue? What's important to that scene? Oh wow! No. Is, uh... <laughs> no, I know. So, I mean, I've got a few. So going back like Force Awakens, like in that hand solo scene when Kanja Club and the Guavian Death Gang both rock yeah. to rumble him. Um, the bit where um, I forgot his name now. The Scottish fella. <laughs> What's he called? Oh, now anyway. So obviously the Guavian Death Gang turn up and he goes. Uh, and Han's like, oh, I didn't borrow any money from Kanja Club. And he's like, he goes like, uh, tear that to Kanja Club. He says it like a Scottish accent. I mean, my accent's horrible. But uh, just the fact that he's like, almost like, tell that to Kanja Club. Because he's like, I don't care. And also, Kanja Club about to come through the door on the far end. Is that the only choice that Kanja He's Kanja Club yeah. I. Um, I've seen Force Awakens so too many times. I'm not going to tell you how many times, but it's, it's embarrassing. Yeah. No, I loved it. I think I've seen it like I can't remember how many. I've seen Last Jedi twenty-two times in theaters. Twenty-two times. So quite... Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's five. Um, Force Awakens. I've seen five in the cinema. But then when Force Awakens was out, I did watch it once a week because it was a new Star Wars and it was just so it felt fresh. Um, I just wanted to take it all yeah. in. Um. I'll try to see it as many times as I can in cinemas because I think, uh, for me, it's the best place to watch it. It's like in the cinema in the darkness, the yeah. screen, the Dolby surround sound. There's no better way to watch it. So, like, while it's there, I'll try to take advantage of it. Um, and when it came out, I, I, had, I was quite lucky to work in hospitality. So, I was working a lot of nights, bad days free. Mm. Um, I wasn't in any relationships or anything. So, it was a case of I just pop along to the cinema and just watch it. It was like for me, spare time, um, which, was, which was fantastic. Um, but yeah, so I think I only advised the scout four times because I was like in a my job yeah. was a lot more um was a lot bigger. I was working a lot more um and a lot more days and stuff and uh, being in a relationship and that sort of you know spending time with sort of your partner yeah. that obviously all takes time away that you can't go much stores and semi afraid um, but um, <laughs> twenty two times but, but yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah but um so yeah so it's that line cause just because how funny yeah. it is. And, Obviously, just like you know, like Han's trying to easily be out this with lies, but the lies aren't going to work. Um, I think pops one of the most quotable is like the, the, the is the um, like the exchange between Luke and Vader and Bespin, yeah, yeah, where he's like, you know, Obi Wan is, um, yeah, like you know, 
mentions Obi Wan, and then again Vader mentions Obi Wan again in the battle on Endor. Although he's like Obi Wan was wise to hide her from. There's him. a shot in that Bespin scene where Vader's talking to Luke, and there's the cool shot where he's got his arm out and his cape's behind him. And it looks epic, but there's another shot where he's talking to Luke, and he's I think he says, "Join me." And but the way Vader's hand is, it looks like he's a puppet of the Muppets. It looks like he needs a black pole on his hand. He, for some reason, it, he's like standing upright and his hands out in front of him, and it looks like he's Kermit the Frog. Um, the way he's standing, I don't know why. That every time I watch it, I go, "Hmm, doesn't quite look right. Doesn't quite look as epic." Um, there's that one little shot, and then it goes back to being epic again. It's a weird little, it's a weird little shot. It's always buggers. Um, expect Gonzo on his shoulder, um, but yeah, I think for me is the. My favourite scene in the last in the sequel trilogy is the Luke and Leia scene in Last Jedi, um, and it's when Leia says, "This is this, this is the end, isn't it?" Oh, kills us every time, every time. And then the behind the scenes footage of that scene murdered is when I watched it because there's no music; it's just the two actors doing the thing. It's like watching not to sound really snooty, but it's like watching a theatre player. And Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher are. As actors, criminally underrated. Craig, it's not even funny how underrated Mark Hamill is as an actor. Like he knows his craft inside and out. And why, 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 why he does not get in more movies? I don't know. I do not know. But it just frustrates us so much. Like if you, if 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 anyone listening, if you go to Mark Hamill's IMD B page, you will find Mark Hamill voiced characters you know from cartoons and animation, and you even know he voiced like it's. I mean, he's 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 up, coming up with Skeletor in He Man. He done Lord of Fire in Avatar, and famously did Joker in um, <sighs> Batman. But in in Rise of Skywalker, he plays that rebel spy who says "Win the war" when he passes Poe the JDL the message from the hatch. Yeah. Um, so he's done like obviously he he went more in love voice acting yeah. like after the Star Wars trilogy ended. Um, like who really knows why, but like. He did very well out of that, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, he's definitely like a fantastic actor, and he is underrated 100%. Uh, same with Carrie Fisher, and also Carrie Fisher's screenwriting ability. Yeah. People don't realize how much of a screen doctor she was, especially in the 90s and uh, 2000s, um, sort of re- reworking scripts for people. Um, fantastic. So, I think just to go back to the question, one last like line that I really sort of is tragic is uh, in Star Wars Rebels, um, the season two finale, Twilight of the Apprentice. Yeah. When um when Ahsoka's like um she says um oh, how does it go again? Vera's Vera's had the mask yes. cut and he's like starting to sound like oh, when you hear the two um, voices, genius. And then um and then um but the line is like um when Ahsoka says she won't leave him yeah and then he goes then you will oh, die it's brutal isn't it <laughs> and it's like yeah it's like oh, when you hear God. James Earl Jones' voice with Matt Bomer's voice. Is it Matt Bomer? Matt? No, it's not. It's, it's Matt Bomer. I get confused with the two because the two ridiculously attractive men. Um, but when you hear the two voices of James Earl Jones and Matt Lantner, oh, ruins. Because you hear Ahsoka's theme in that scene and they do that scene in Mandalorian. Same man, it's so good. It's so good. So good. It is. Star Wars is the best. So man. good. 
when you really think about the different scenes and how it's all oh, unreal. So going on to my next question for you, Luke, is um, which project coming up next are you most excited about and why? So is it one of the Disney Plus projects that's coming? Um, you know, we've got Cassie and Ando coming, we've got Obi-Wan Kenobi coming, we've got Ahsoka coming, we've got everything coming almost, it feels like. Um, well, I am excited for what you mentioned, I think, because I like, I like fresh new things. I'm excited for Acolyte. I'm really excited for Acolyte. Even though... The High Republic's only 250 years before Phantom Menace, and then Acolyte is the, toward the end of this period, which apparently is 50 years before the Phantom Menace. I'm just interested to see something a bit fresh, a bit new, but we haven't seen, and more so seeing the, the fight. I need to see what the fighting's going to be like in this period. Is it going to be like less refined or more refined than Phantom Menace or... Just saying, I want to stay, go more to the exactly like this. I want to go more. I want to really go more to the dark side. I'll be interested to see if we see any more. If seeing holocrons in live action, um, maybe people are speculating that potentially they might do a switcheroo and make Plagueis female, and then have the lead of Acolyte become Plagueis, and then lead into that, which will be interesting. Um, is that Plagueis novel yeah, we'll coming? See, so I'll see. That came out. It's, it's not. not. So does that mean that Plagueis doesn't have to be a moon, the species that he is? So, so I mean, technically, this is what... So as far as I'm aware, I always have this conversation. So as far as I'm aware, because that, that Plagueis novel's not canon, doesn't mean it won't be in the future that won't bring him in. But I think technically, in canon, the only bit of Plagueis we have is the story that Palpatine mm. tells. Nice. So, technic- so technically, for me, because I always watch that scene as a lie. Ah. Like, he's, he's telling a story that makes Anakin think, oh, yeah, I'll learn the powers to save my wife because uh, that's what I want. But, like, when P- Palpatine knows that's what he wants. So he tells him about something that he wants, but, like, is it actually real? So when he said, oh, killed him in his sleep, it could have been, it could, it, it could be that he's lying and it could be a female. So. I mean, it could be a true yeah. legend. So it could have been like who's to say who's to say that he is the apprentice. I mean, he probably is, but like, there's nothing to say that like Palpatine is the apprentice of this man called Plagueis. And there's also nothing to say that like this isn't a concoction made up by Palpatine. I mean, to, to be honest with you, I think I think I think he will be made canon, and I think he will be Palpatine's master. I can just say that happening, but but technically, technically, I think I could be wrong. I'm wrong. Obviously, you get on the Twitter guys. That's not what I get to read. I'm um, sure they'll tell you. Because you're wrong. Anything, but but uh, yeah, but but I'm pretty sure that, like, like I said, other than the the story, like it's mm. told in canon, that's it. So like, Palpatine could be telling a lie. Palpatine could be telling the truth, and he could be like three masters down the line. So maybe Palpatine's master is the one who killed him, and he taught Palpatine. Like, do you know what I mean? So it, it could be many different ways. So. Obviously, Acolyte is the uh, yeah. Disney Plus television series that's in development right now, um, being developed by Leslie Headland. Um, and yeah, it's going to deal with like, I'm very excited for it because it's going to deal with like dark side powers and dark side artifacts and dark side lore, as you said. Um, I would love to see some Sith Holocons in live action. Um, I think there should have been a Rise of Skywalker. But... I don't know why they got rid of them to the way of Finder. Please don't. Um, <laughs> that's all we're going to say. I like I like I like the idea of the Wayfinder as well, but I think you, you could have had both in that in that movie. Um 
but I think like yeah, I like excited to see that. So obviously anybody who's watched Russian Doll, uh obviously like Emmy nominated creator of that, Leslie Helen developing this show. Uh and it's gonna be like a mystery thriller, apparently, that type of show. Uh, showing the shadowy secrets of emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic. So, uh, probably a good thing to dive in the High Republic now. Now, when the yeah. show comes out, maybe like dive onto the end of it. Could be some connections, which will be fun. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree about that. Like it. I'm very excited for it. It's going to be because what you mentioned about Plagueis telling the story and being a lie, it'd be interesting if it where Plagueis decided to learn dark side himself. And then killed Plagueis and his apprentice, and then took up the mantle of being a Sith. Yeah, if... maybe, I mean, maybe I mean they could do anything. Do you know what I mean? Because <sighs> that book's no longer canon. I mean, what I think will happen is that they'll probably because it's it's a brilliant book mm. by James Asino. Like, don't get us wrong, it's a fantastic book. I, I think like they'll, they'll 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 take bits from it that fit yeah. the narrative, which is what they do now. With the pulled thrown in the the puddles, the dog troopers have been pulled in now, um, like in. in in, in, in the storyline. Um so I think like we'll see we'll see where they go, but I think they'll definitely take elements of it. But yeah, like be interesting to see, you know, this this series is gonna focus on shadowy secrets. Um could be like Palpatine. It could be um Plagueis's master we meet here. Yeah. You never know. Like the, the one before Plagueis. Um you never know. We might get more might find holocons in the series that um have Darth Bane telling oh. secrets. Whoever owns the Holocron. Which you could have Mark Hamill voice because he voiced him in Clone Wars. Yeah, Mark Hamill is the voice of Darth Bane, so yeah, like you've already got him on board, like do you know what I mean? So there's so many possibilities that work. But so I don't well that I, oh. No, I don't want to say I don't want. What I would think is in the yeah. Hobbit, at the end of the Hobbit, I find it so frustrating that Legolas's dad goes, Oh, there's this, there's a there's a range you might have heard of, but he's known as Strider, hint, hint, wink, wink. I don't imagine it, I, I, I don't I hope. That, <laughs> that they don't insult their intelligence by going, oh, there's a dark side user, oh, wink, wink, he's called Palpatine. Like, I don't want that kind of nudge, nudge, wink, wink kind of stuff in it. I want to just subtle hints at things. Yeah, I think, like, if you, if you look at the story time so far, I think, yeah, like, it has yeah. been subtle and fitted in nicely. So I would like to think that'll continue, like, with the same sort of, same way going forward. It's the same story group behind the scenes, the same mm-hmm. executives, so... I like to think it'll continue. I do know what you mean about that being a bit like on the nose. So I think it will be will be more subtle, yeah. hopefully. Uh, have you got a question uh, for Yeah, the question is um, I've called my phone, I've got them in Google Docs, so we'll go back and forth. The question is how long do you think before we really, really, really separate from the Skywalker saga? Even though High Republic's come, obviously it's got Yoda in it, we've seen the illustrations how long do you think it's going to be before we really, or do you think for fans it acts as an important like an anchor point for the franchise So do you mean like anything that's in the Do you think we're going to get a movie that doesn't mention any characters or locations or events from the 1 to 9 I doubt it. I think, like, the thing about what makes Star Wars so loved around the world is that it's it feels right. so familiar. So I think, like, and I think the High Republic is away from the Skywalker saga, but it is like, well, oh, well, 
we're dealing with a Jedi mm. in this time frame. And if they didn't, if they didn't have Yoda, then it wouldn't make sense because because of Yoda's age, you Yoda would be a part of the Jedi Knights at this point. So it's, it's like it almost would make it makes more sense to have him here than not. If that makes sense. Uh, and obviously, I don't think it's going to be a big part. I don't yeah. think it's going to be like the. He's not the main character, if you know what I mean. But I think, like, obviously, he's just there, and like, you know, he would be around at that point. So it makes subtle sense to have him around. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think they'll ever do a movie or a story that's like not connected in any way. Like story-wise, it might not be connected. Like Harry Potter, yeah. everything's connected story-wise. It's connected. It's connected by like a character. But I think like. Again, like if you look at like look at the reason why the Mandalorian is so popular, like you've got the likes of like the Jawas, you've got the likes of yeah. like, Mon Calamari, like in that episode, like it's all stuff that we love and that's like in the background. You know what I mean? So not necessarily things that are standard of the story, but I think like this th- this world feels a certain way, this galaxy feels a certain way, and that's why we love it so much. So I don't think they'll ever do a go somewhere where it's like everything everything's completely new because there's a way to have like subtle references to things that makes the story yeah. feel real. I guess even in the old Republic games, the ship still looked familiar. Like, I, don't know, I, I know what you mean. You're never going to get something. Because if it's set after the Rise of Skywalker, obviously it has to kind of fit, for, it has to be a progression from that. Or if it's set before the High Republic even, it's got to kind of lead towards it. So yeah, I guess... If in in universe, it would make sense to kind of fit. It would be interesting to see something that would be that was totally separate, like a thousand years before or something, just a one-off movie, just completely where there's no Yoda, no Palpatine, no Skywalker, no kind of farm boy. <laughs> um, just in just a one-off kind of movie or thing where it's separate completely. Well, I think obviously, like you know, it's going to be Star yeah. Wars for forever from now on. We we are indeed in the golden golden age of Star Wars. So, I think like me personally, I honestly do think we will get that movie. Yeah. It's probably ten years down the line, though. Like at the minute they're using this story that they're doing, I can see ten years from ten years from now, they'll start like in all the public, either series yeah. or movie, and it'll start a series of movies, and it will be. I mean, it will be set so far. We won't have any characters, but we'll probably have like. You know, you've got to remember Darth Revan's been mentioned in Clone Wars now, so it's like, do you know what I mean? Like, these, where it fits, like, mm. the references were there. Um, so, like, um, I think it's during the really? Mortis arc. I think if he's not mentioned, is there a deleted, a um, I think, the wasn't there a deleted scene where one of the characters speaks to Revan? Possibly, yeah. but everyone's seen it now, you know what I mean? Because it's been out there, so it's like, yeah, so, like, I think even, like, so for me, just because you were hasn't it doesn't mean right. it's like a cop out. For me, I, I don't see it as like, oh, well, this is the Skywalker story. It's like, well, no, like, it's, it's not yeah. the Skywalkers, like, by the sounds of it. And that's at the end, it's like, oh, well, this is how I want to get into No, it's been, do you think, do you think but, is, it, is, you know I mean? is it the one of, are they being too safe, or do you think it's just to make sure it's familiar so the fans have a, like, a point to, like, a point of entry, if you like? I, I don't know. I think, like, mm. I've not read the first book yet, so I, I don't really know. But like, from what I gather, like, all these characters are new. The only character yeah. we know about is Yoda. And even even then, he's not like he's not the narrator. Yeah. He's not the protagonist. I think he's more in a comic than he, I think he's mentioned some of the books. But he's more in a, in a comic than other ones. I think mm. again, I haven't read any of it yet, so I need to do that. But um, so I think like for me, doing this era just before things go bad, yeah. it's like a good thing. Um, 
and then it just it means that like down the line you can go and tell like more stories about the Sith being Legion and stuff. I think what I'm interested to see is, I mean, I I, I listen to maybe an hour of the audio book before I realised I wanted to read the paperback, um, and I didn't really quite get anything from it. But I'm wondering if got, if if in this High Republic three phases we're going to see. The arrogance, or maybe the misguidedness of the Jedi, potentially. Like, if they are, they, are they going to be painted like where they are, like holier than they when they're kind of totally good and the the best thing ever, like superheroes, or are, they, are we going to see shades of like the hubris and that kind of thing? Be interesting to see. Definitely, I mean that might sort of creep in towards the end. Uh, yeah, you know, sort of like the trials of the Jedi, which is the final phase, which is probably like yeah, four years away from now, because. Um, because I've said phase one runs until like midway through 2022, I think. So, you know, that's, that's phase one. And there's a phase two, and then there's a phase three, yeah. which is called Trials of the Jedi for this high, for this high Republic era. Um, so, yeah, I think, like, you know, I think lots of different ways that can go um, with it, um, which is which which is good. Um, I'll th- again, I haven't read any of this, I don't know, but I, I imagine this is going to show you the Jedi, like, yeah. on the frontiers and being out there in the open and stuff uh, so it's quite 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 exciting um my last question for you luke is um obviously you've got a you've got yeah. a star wars podcast of your own hop off the press um so like what is it and like who is it that sort of made you want to talk star wars and have a podcast and what was it, like, what are your inspirations so a good friend of mine, he's called Dave, he's on Twitter, at Remedy Live, um, he loves Star Wars, and we've not, I've known him, met him on Twitter nearly 10 years ago, uh, and then we met in real life at EGX in Birmingham, about four or five years ago, um, and every time we had a conversation, inevitably, inevitably, it would go to Star Wars, just found a way to relate or oh, there's a fight, or oh, it's like this fight, or oh, someone says something, yeah, it's like this scene in Star Wars. And I just found that in the past I tried podcasts where it was like a general movie podcast or it was a general movie news podcast, video games, but all the conversation just went to Star Wars. Um, and I've been off Twitter for, well, maybe three years now. So... The last time I was on Twitter was The Last Jedi. <laughs> and we all know how that went. And uh, even though now there is the Star Wars Twitter, there is, like I said to you earlier, there's the kind of little sex within it so you can find a group where it's like positive. Not not like, not positive, but it's like general, like decent conversation where if you agree with somebody, it's not the end of the world. Like, if you disagree, it's not the end of the world. You don't get like vitriol directed at you. Yeah. Um, yeah. You mean like respect, yeah. respectful God, conversations God about Star Wars? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> and it, I think it was it was the Mandalorian. Still, still was another really good podcast. Did the Mandalorian pre finale prediction show, and he put the invite in the chat. And I clicked on it, not thinking what was going to happen. And he brought us in, and he was very welcoming. And it was nice just to have a conversation. And I just thought, oh, this is nice. This is. When you have one, when you know the subject, what you're talking about, and you're a fan, 
I mean, I'm not. I don't know it as like arrogant. Like I know everything about it. But when you're a fan of it and you know the material to an extent, and you know you can have a conversation about it, then I think that's half the battle with the podcast. And then you just need to make sure if you say you're going to do one every Sunday, do one every Sunday and just keep on, keep on it. Um, and I just like talking. I just like talking about it. And I mean, I've messaged people and I've got. I've got a guest this Sunday, and I've got a guest the Sunday after. Like I've, I've people are generally open to talk about it, and I think it's the openness that you have to. I think I think it's a good impression to be open about it, about conversation, and not necessarily have a stance. I mean, I love the Last Jedi, but I totally understand why people don't like it. But that doesn't take away from my enjoyment. I cannot, I can't not enjoy it. And why the light, why the Skywalker is frustrating, that knife. Two points and noise. I'm not going to get into anything, but the two points of noise is the the knife and the wayfinder. But aside from that, I like I like the adventure of the movie. I like the visuals and the the fighting's good and all that kind of thing. Uh, to some extent, I like the story. I like seeing the Emperor. So I enjoy, I understand why people don't enjoy things or why people enjoy things. But I don't see why I should take. Some, I'm not going to tell someone the wrong. And it's nice to have a podcast where I, I know. I can have a conversation with someone and it just stays civil. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, there's no reason why it shouldn't. Like, you see people, one has, someone has an opinion on a on a thing on Star Wars on Twitter and it just gets this. I mean, the that timeline, already people are annoyed because it's called the Father of the Jedi in the prequels. They've named the era of the prequels the Father of the Jedi and people are annoyed saying, oh, so Disney already seeing that their High Republic is better. And someone pointed out, well, no, like the prequels are literally are about the Jedi's fall. Like it isn't. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just strange. I mean, I think I think there's people out there, especially like if you look at the fandom menace, like, like they just they, yeah. they pick fault with things on purpose just to be negative. I think like yes, like the the prequel story one, two, and three tells the story of the fall of Anakin Skywalker, yeah. which, which is the fall of the Jedi. Um, so like it's 100 percent right. Um, I think like. Totally percent agree with you. Like obviously on this podcast, obviously like it's, it's me. Like usually it's me, my cousin Alan, um, and it's Ian who like yeah. usually rotate horse and duties. Um, and you know when we we like a lot of the same things, but we also have different opinions. And you know we just plenty talk about it. Um, like there's certain aspects. Like like I, I wasn't particularly like I didn't love episode nine, um, like that much. But you know you've got to move on. Like before you know it, there's yeah. a new Star Wars product coming out that you can just engage with. Um, so you know, like before you knew it, you had Clone Wars, the last season of Clone Wars coming out, and Mandalorian coming out, and it was like, oh well, you know what? Guess what? I've moved on because uh, yeah, yeah, this this new product's in my face right now. And it would be like, I don't be the same. Like, say if I didn't, say if I just watched the Mandalorian, and I and I, and I didn't like it. Um, although that's not true, but if I didn't, then guess what? Yeah, this higher public era has just come out. So guess what? Even if that wasn't for you, I guarantee there is a yeah. piece of Star Wars for everybody. So like, you just gotta just embrace, embrace the stuff that you love, um, and then just not. It's just much kind of, and I, I understand being a fan, but I tweeted this the other day, and I just don't understand this need people have to defend Star Wars to the point where they're gonna insult someone. It's like the pettiness of a football match. Oh, you're wrong. You're wrong, and it's but just it's this just, idea that someone's wrong. It's, it's just not, weird. Yeah, but it's not just Star Wars. I think, like those people like that in real life. So, like, 
whether whether it's queuing the bank <laughs> and uh, and they're like, I don't and nobody those those people who complain about the online, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I want to see a person. And it's like, yeah, but it's not going to do anything. All those people who are like, you know, like political debates and stuff like that. Like it, it, those people, are like yeah. that point, in all aspects of their lives. I think, I like, you know, what? I can't be, I can't be critical. Like sometimes we have critical discussions on the on the podcast about about art because art is subjective and you can't be critical about it. But I don't let it take over the narrative. And like once once we've had a discussion mm. about it, we move on. Like do you know what I mean? Uh, and then in the next week, I'll be we're talking about something else. We don't need to go back to the same. You know, we don't go back to the same things that that yeah. that, that, that we don't like. Do you know I mean, we'll talk about it when they're brought up, but then we move on and we talk about the next thing. Um, and I, I know what you mean. I think, and I think some of the best podcasts do that. I think obviously Steel Wars does. Um, I know that the, the, the guys over at the mm. Sky Talkers podcast do that. Um, the guys over at the Dotty Diva show do that. Uh, the guys over at Star Wars Escape Pod do that. Uh, these are all sort of podcasts that I enjoy listening to. Um, well, you know, you get their honest thoughts on on what they think. But then you but can then tell when there's some kind of uh, which is uh, agenda behind what someone's saying, or there's some they're trying to there's a smugness. I've seen podcasts where there's like a smugness, like a know it all attitude, and it just put, it just puts you off because you feel not not that you're not not that you're not like you're part of the podcast when you're watching it, but you just kind of feel like there's a barrier of like, oh well, there it's like an off it's like off off putting. I don't like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you need to be kind of welcoming, I think to listeners, and when someone is on a podcast and they're kind of, well, this is this is and this is and this is and this, um, I just don't yeah. like like so people were saying that they were lied so, to about episode nine or how they, and the makers of the movie don't owe us anything. They're making a movie. We don't have to. It's not a. I don't think it's a. I don't think false advertising falls into it. They just make a movie. We see the movie. Do we enjoy it? Yes or no. And then, like you said, we'll move on to the next thing. Like, it's just yeah. strange. Well, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, even advertising, like, you know, the, the trailers are usually yeah. made by, like, trailer houses, not made by the company, usually. Like, do you know what I mean? So, like, I think that's a bit... Yeah. People look into folk fun <laughs> stuff there, and, like, and, and they, look, they look into, like, you know, if there's not... If yeah, they can't see weird. an issue, we'll find an issue, do you know what I mean? But I think, like, but like, but you were seeing Steel Wars there, so, like, you think Steel Wars I is just fantastic? Find it, when I was show? on it... For the like half an hour, it just he let us have me. It was nice to he said, Oh, yes, questions, yes, but the, what, what I think is going to happen. But it was nice just to sit and listen and not feel the need to kind of people had points and I disagreed, but I didn't feel the need to jump in because it wasn't my show to do that. And I think that's, I think that's that should be the idea of conversation, just be respectful and not not lash out. And, and that's why I want to do a podcast where it's just. Not overly positive, like have disagreements, but you shouldn't shoot someone down. Like to say someone the, to say someone's wrong because the, like a certain scene, I just, I just find it strange. I find it so strange. Yeah. Awesome. So I think you've got have you got one more. Yes, question for me? it I is. Should I have one more. So what was the first? Uh, Star Wars video game you played and as an example mine was the Soup Star Wars for SNES <laughs> all those years ago um, show, me, show me Edge so I think mine was the same although I remember having the game and I remember yes, the that was it. Corner, you know, I what I had a lightsaber yes but you have to find it's really difficult I couldn't do it is that correct so I remember yeah. that but that's all I remember about it so 
I wasn't really engrossed by it, if that makes sense. Um, my favourite, my first, like, engrossed Star Wars game memory comes from probably oh, um, Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Nice. PlayStation 2. Yeah. Um, which was a really awesome game. Um, obviously, you play as Django Fett and it's all about winning the contract to be the clone donor. Yeah. The clone DNA donor. Uh, and sort of Darth Sidious is in that. There's a Darth Sidious is a print. Yeah. Sorry. Count Dooku was in that, Darth Tyrannus. Um, and then his apprentice, who I can't remember her name now, but it was uh, very similar to a Sarge Ventress, but it's not a Sarge Ventress. Um, obviously, it's not canon, but um, you can see where the later took it's not, is from it for, for some stuff. But you get the sort of. No, not no, it's not her. So, um, I thought it was yeah, a Sarge Ventress. Um, so, yeah, but like, that was a. No, no, it's mm. like it's a very similar character, but it's not. Um, but because um, I thought it was my memory, thought it was, and I remember like ages ago because I haven't played the game, but I, I, I think I tweeted Matt Martin from the some story about it, and he was like, mm. "Oh no, it's like it's this person." He told us all about it. Um, so yeah, um, there's like that game in particular, like, I loved um, just having the jetpack in the Mandalorian armor was fantastic. Um, and then after that. Um, probably really loved, really, really loved um, the most recent one as an adult. Like, I enjoyed playing um, yeah. Jedi Fallen Order. It was fantastic. That's really, really good game. That I played that twice. I love it. Yeah, so I mean, I found it hard. I had to, not gonna lie, when I got up to the uh, Balakos bit, I had to turn the difficulty level down. What level? So I spent three hours trying to beat him. The, when you fight Malakos on Dathomir, the final battle. Oh, Malikos. the guy with the two lightsabers. No, is it him? Yeah, yeah. Like the, that like actor is um, yeah, yeah. Liam McIntyre from Spartacus. Yeah. Um, oh, really? Wow, I didn't realize. And he's that. also when I watched it, he was uh, the wizard. What's his name? The weather wizard in Flash. Um. But yeah, he's he's Lee McIntyre. I looked at it and I was like, that that that's like that feels familiar. So I am the it. And that was yeah, Tim. Uh Tim from Spartacus. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Learn to meet you every day. Um it's usually when I have like usually on the podcast, obviously I do it with Ian and Ian's like um I nickname Ian the Canon Junkie XL because he loves the books not the same as me, but he reads at a better pace and he mm. also remembers the information better than me. So usually when I've got a question about Canon, I, he's the he's the go-to man in my life. Um, I'm like, can, can you tell us about this again? How's Canon? He tells you. He's like having a like a, it's like having a Canon guru. He's fantastic. He's like a, he's like the Canon the Canon knowledge guy of the podcast. Um, but yeah, uh, so that brings an end to our five questions each of knowing me, knowing you, or how. I have indeed. I do enjoy a good Avapun. Always good. Definitely. Definitely. Um, obviously, yeah. it's just trying to be good, fun questions, you know, just because why not? Let's have a fun Star Wars chat. Um, so, where can people yes, find there you is, on, on Twitter? Is Hoff Off Podcast. And that is my, my Twitter handle for my podcast, Hoff Off the Press. You can find that on YouTube. Um, put it on Anger. And I keep getting emails about where Anchor's putting it, and I, its websites I didn't know existed. So there's that many different podcast sites. There's Pocket Casts and Google Casts and Spotify. Uh, there's loads, absolute loads. Uh, Breaker, it's one of them, I think. There's a ton. <laughs> so it's, 
sounds like. Yeah, so, I, sort I, of thought, I thought Anchor was one platform. I didn't realize it publishes, and then I got an email saying, "Oh, it's on this, 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 this." So I was like, "All right." That's why my pinned tweet on my profile is like an endless list of links. Um, awesome. Sunday, when and I'm doing that with coming? the three men in the beer beer order podcast. Um, and they're from Australia, so we've got to sort out time zones because obviously it can be difficult with time zones. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for that. At it is three men in a baby order podcast. The po- the Twitter handle is just the initials for the actual name, but uh, yeah, you find them on. They're really good. They're really they're um, really chatty and they're really kind of open to talk about Star Wars and podcast. Really good and the. Yeah, just looking forward to chatting to them on Sunday. There'll be a live episode at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning, and then it'll go on YouTube. So, if you're listening, fantastic! Yeah, everyone, check that out. Um, do you reckon you'll have room to yes, get me on um, sometime in the future? I think we had a date in mind, and you said we can sort it out. I think it's the last weekend of January, I think 23rd or something around then. Awesome, that'll be fantastic. Looking forward to coming on, mate. That sounds, uh, like I said, really. Thank really you very much. Sort of what you've put out so far, so exciting to come in uh, to come and try and join in. It'll be fun. Um, fantastic. Um, so a few last messages from us. Obviously, a few cool things happening in January is myself and the Canon Junkie XL Ian uh, have recorded an episode with the Star Wars Escape Pod. Um, so keep your eyes open for that. That should be coming out on Friday, I believe. Um, and also our friends over at the Doki Diva Show, Savannah and Brian. Uh, the audio drama, featured audio drama, The Adventures of the Zolan Dart, does begin to stream on January 22nd. Um, and to do that, you just need to subscribe to their podcast feed and you will get the episode as soon as it comes out. Um, so I'm very excited to hear about that audio drama. Um, obviously, everyone who's listening has probably heard the trailer at the beginning of of the podcast for the past few weeks. Um, so yeah, congratulations to Brian and Savannah. Uh, really looking forward to checking that out on January 22nd. Like I said, those who want to listen, just get yourselves over to the Doki Diva Show podcast feed, subscribe, and then you will get the feature-length audio drama as soon as it's available. Um, so with that being said, I think... Uh, again, You're very welcome. Thank you very much. It's been good. It's been a pleasure. And listeners, thank you very much for listening. I hope everyone has a great 2021. Stay safe out there in the pandemic. Please follow us on Twitter at Boresstar. That's at B-O-R-E-S-S-T-A-R. And on Instagram and Facebook at Starboards Podcast. You can also reach us on email at starboardspodcast at gmail.com. Starboards Show can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and wherever podcasts can be found. Please give us a like, subscribe, and don't forget to leave a five-star review. May the force be with you.